What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. Back from vacation, feeling good. Watched some baseball. Checked out the, uh, I guess it's not new anymore, uh, relatively new, not really. It's about 20 years old, but the uh, Brewers Stadium in Milwaukee. That was cool. If you've been following along, you know we've been doing interviews around Big Sky Conference football, specifically with the new head coaches in Big Sky Conference football. So what's upcoming is interviews from Nuanez Now, our daily radio show on ESPN Radio with new Weaver State head coach Mickey Mental and new Sacramento State head coach Andy Thompson, plus some analysis about both of those programs with Andrew Houghton and myself. The Big Sky Breakdown proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity, and Town Pump. Sign up for Town Pump Rewards today. Part two of this elongated Big Sky Breakdown. If you missed part one, you can find it on all your various podcast hosting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you use. If you do, if you have a podcast hosting platform that it's not on, tell us, and uh, we'll get it on there. But I, I know it's on most of the common ones and uh, thousands of you out there are listening to uh, it on a variety of different uh, podcast hosting platforms. So if you want to check out the uh, first part of this, you can check it out on SkylineSportsMT.com or on any of your various podcast hosting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe uh, to the Big Sky Breakdown. Part two, new head football coaches in Big Sky Conference Athletics. Right now. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports and Grizzly Athletics. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Thanks to Opportunity Bank for the continued support. Opportunity Bank is the ignition point of reigniting this podcast. They really wanted some summer content. I was like, yes, if you guys want it, we can definitely make some summer content for you. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff we love. I mean, to set the scene, we're sitting in the backyard. It's, you know, one minute away from 10 o'clock at night. The sun's still out. It's light in the sky. The breeze is blowing. I mean, every time that it's negative 14 and miserable in Montana, I always just remind myself of these times while we're sitting here just hanging out on the back porch. So we're loving it, and we appreciate Opportunity Bank for their continued support of the Big Sky Breakdown and uh, for igniting us to do a bunch of summer content on their and your and our behalf. Counting down the uh, the coaches, new head coaches, five new head coaches of Big Sky Conference football. 
who has the, the toughest and or easiest? There's no such thing as easy in college football. Who has the toughest or easiest rebuild in college football? Or it, in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, the next one on the list, I think, and I only slot Weber State here instead of Sac State just because Sac State has won or shared the last three Big Sky Conference titles. Um, Andy Thompson at Sac State certainly has a tall task in taking over for Troy Taylor. Uh, but Troy Taylor had a, a, a shorter stint than Jay Hill did at Weber State. I do think that Weber, uh, Mickey Mental has a, a very tall task because I think indisputably, unquestionably, the greatest coach in Weber State history is Jay Hill. And uh, Mickey Mantle's only been at Weber State for a year. So uh, certainly somebody that the administration had faith in, but Jay Hill has big shoes to fill. Yeah, so is Troy Thompson, though, and I disagree with you. So is Troy Taylor, though, and I disagree with you here. I'm taking I'm taking Sac State as the next hardest job to fill, and, and that has a lot to do with what I think about Weber State. Uh, and we can, we can talk about Weber State here. I just think that, man, it's kind of a gut feeling, but I'm buying the Weber State stock this year. I think they lost less off of their roster from last year than Sac State did. I think that, you know, the pillars of that Weber State program are the defense and special teams. And and guess what? I mean, I know they lost Eddie Heckard to BYU, and I think Eddie Heckard's going to be an, an NFL prospect next year at BYU. But they're bringing back Mark Collins, Maxwell Anderson, Winston Reed at linebacker. The special teams are bringing back the All-American kick returner. They've got the talent for sort of the pillars of the program to remain in place. If Mickey Mental can get the offense into gear, I think that team has a has a huge ceiling. Yeah, I think I think we're we're agreeing on the same thing. I do think that Jay Hill is very tough to replace at Weber State. So's Troy Taylor. I agree with you though. I think Weber has a lot of talent coming back. Part of that is that Jay Hill's a phenomenal defense and special teams coach, as you just mentioned. He was also one of the best re- recruiters in the league, and that was his reputation when he was an assistant coach and a coordinator at University of Utah under Kyle Whittingham. That's what Jay Hill built his career on. I mean, he was like, you know, Street and Smith Magazine, one of the top recruiting assistants multiple times, you know, at the FBS level. But 68 and 39, 50 and 19 against the Big Sky Conference. Uh, won or shared four Big Sky Conference titles, finished in the top ten, five out of the last six years, went to the quarterfinals uh, three years in a row, and the semifinals for the first time in school history in 2019. So big big shoes to fill for Jay Hill. I'm just so interested to see how Mickey Mental, what, what his philosophy is, because Jay Hill's philosophy is so um, sort of rooted there at, big, uh, at Weber State after nine seasons there. Mental, for those who don't know, he was the offensive coordinator at Weber a year ago. So I I don't know what that pendulum swing is like when you're talking about going from a I mean, Jay Hill is was, I think, unquestionably the most defensive coach in the league. To my knowledge, he's the only defensive coach in the league that was calling the plays defensively. He was serving his own DC. Any tops is gonna be that at Sac State now, but uh I'm just interested to see how the pendulum swings with the offensive head coach and Mickey Mantle. Yeah, it's an easy thing to mess up for sure. I mean, that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of change that could just mess everything up. I mean, you don't know what your philosophy is. You have players 
who played under Jay Hill, who are used to being a defensive as a special teams thing, and then Mickey Mental doesn't get the tone right, and that could lead to disaster. But, you know, I think the big thing, a, a, a big thing for Weber State is Grant Duff has been there for, for nine years. He's, he's going into his ten, tenth year. And okay, Jay Hill called the plays. Well, Grant Duff's been there as the, the defensive coordinator, the co-defensive coordinator. He's been there, and he's still there. And a lot of the players are there, and even if that doesn't continue into the future, I think bringing that amount of talent back on defense sort of gives you a one-year buffer zone to sort of figure out what Mickey Mental wants the new balance to be or what works for that group of players. I think uh, there are some things that point towards continuity for Weber, continuity on the defensive end and then also potentially new blood on offense and I think the combination of those things could be pretty good like I said something that you can mess up but I think there's a high ceiling there and we see often you get what you emphasize right and the a lot of times if you go from an offensive head coach to a defensive head coach or vice versa it's a it's a shock for the team in the way that you play but oftentimes when we see somebody that has a different philosophy than his predecessor, if they can turn the keys over on the other side of the ball, whatever side of the ball they coach, and they can like relinquish control, I mean, that's how Troy Taylor, that's a big part of Troy Taylor's success at Sac State was he was the offensive head coach, and Andy Thompson was the defensive head coach. And as Andy Thompson's going to tell you here, right after Mickey Mental, that's the philosophy that's going to remain the same, except for it's just going to be the other side of the ball. Danny Thompson's just going to be the defensive head coach, and he's got an offensive coordinator that he wants to empower. And and so I think if you can relinquish control, it could be good. Also, like a team like Weber State, despite them having a defensive identity for the last nine years under Jay Hill, they've also had unbelievably talented offensive players. I mean, Andrew Volert was a – an NFL tight end. Rashid Shahid is in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints as a receiver and a kick returner. Josh Davis was a multiple-time All-American. You know, Ty McPherson was a multiple-time All-Big Sky guy. They've had good to great offensive talent. Their offensive line has been great as well. So maybe if an offensive head coach can take what's already existing in the stables and, and sort of increase that part of it. If Mickey Mantle can, like you're saying, lean on Grant Duff, that, that could be a big deal. Here is Mickey Mantle's interview from Nuana's Now. Part of our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Here is Mickey Mental from Nuanas Now. Welcome in, a first-time guest. He's the new head coach for the Weber State football team. It's Mickey Mental. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. I know this is funny and strange since we never actually met in person, but we really appreciate you taking some time today. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I agree with you. I think uh, first time sunny in Ogden and, and not snowing, so 100% there and uh, happy to be uh, a part of this. Well, let's talk about uh, your new position. You were hired there at Weber State a couple months ago. You were the offensive coordinator there for the Wildcats uh, last season. What's it been like taking over? I know you've been a head coach before, but uh, your first Division One head coaching job. So what do you think of the challenge and what's it been like these last couple months since you took over as the head coach? Uh, it's been seamless. Um, surrounded by great people, great staff. Obviously, Coach Hill did a tremendous job here uh, laying the foundation here at Weaver. So it, it, it's been seamless. Uh, it, my first head coaching job happened during COVID, so this one's a, off to a better start. 
So often uh, when there's a coaching change, it's because things weren't going so great. Uh, but this coaching change, it's because Jay Hill has moved on to a different opportunity uh, there at BYU, and uh, he leaves a great legacy there at Weber State. I think you could argue he's one of, if not the greatest head coaches in the history of Weber State football. So what do you think of just sort of the state of the program, and uh, is that something you you like, that you think is an advantage, taking over a program that's been so stable and so good here for the last nine or ten years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I would second that. He's probably the greatest coach here at, at Weber's uh, history. And, you know, obviously having the, the cupboard full is better than having the cupboard bare. Um, but obviously really excited to get started, uh, you know, going into the season. We've had great practices so far this spring and, and just continue getting better each and every day. Mickey Mantle joining us here uh, on Nuanas now. He's the new head coach for the Weber State football team. Jay Hill, such a, a well-earned reputation as a great defensive coach and a great special teams coach. You as an offensive coordinator, I'm assuming you're an offensive guy. So what's that transition point like for a program when they go from uh, being led by a defensive guy for nine years to now uh, maybe somebody with more of an offensive philosophy? Um, I, I think I think it's the same. Uh, like I tell a lot of people, I chose the same reasons as uh, a lot of people choose Weaver. It's a great program with, with great people, great players, um, great coaches. Um, so we're going to continue doing the same things, which which is good for our players, so that they can grow from year to year and stay in the same system and be successful. Um, so obviously, I think it's definitely a plus. Weber State has done a, a great job as an athletic department, but particularly as a football program, in mining and recruiting the great talent that exists there in the state of Utah. How much of that remains a priority for you, and, and maybe what's different about uh, the way you, you hope to assemble your rosters currently and moving forward? Uh, I think I think we stay, this, stay the same course. Uh, obviously, wherever um, I'm at, home state is obviously the most important um so we will continue recruiting state of utah with the high the highest priority and then obviously supplement our roster from from neighboring states and uh down south in texas when it came to you just initially coming to weaver state i know you spent a good amount of time at notre dame college which is a great division two school there in ohio including a couple seasons as the head coach what was the initial time what was the first thing that first led you to ogden uh, the people, uh, obviously Coach Hill, and then obviously once you meet uh, the staff, uh, second to none. I'm surrounded by great men uh, uh, of character that want to help young people be successful on and off the field. And then uh, when you when you look at how they play, and that that fits me. I'm a Midwest guy. I believe in being fast, physical, and violent at, at the point of contact. So it kind of checked all the boxes for me. What do you hope uh, maintains as the the consistent identity there at Weber State, and what do you hope to make the, the identity? Well, maybe maybe what's different about the identity you hope Weber State football uh, encompasses as you take over now as the head coach. I don't think there's necessarily a change in the culture. Uh, like I said, I believe in the culture. That's why I came here. I, I think it's just. Um, Expanding what we do offensively to complement the defense that's been in special teams that've been here so that that's been so successful for so many years. Um, so just just uh, 
you know, taking that next step offensively to uh, obviously competing for a Big Sky Championship. And if you're competing for Big Sky Championships, you got a, a chance of a national championship. No doubt about it. Mickey Mantle joining us here. It's our Big Sky Spotlight. He is the new head coach at Weaver State, taking over for Jay Hill after nine seasons uh, under Coach Hill, including perennially in the playoffs and uh, oftentimes a top-10 team uh, in the FCS. What do you think of your current roster, and how's spring ball been going? I mean, what sort of things have you learned about the team that maybe you didn't know before, and, and how have you thought uh, the spring session has gone so far for you guys? Oh, it's been great. I mean, we've been able to get all our practices in, so that's a, that's a plus, obviously, <laughs> yeah. in this weather. Uh, so that's a credit to the administration to obviously get everything situated so we can, uh, you know, practice. But uh, love where our team's at. Uh, I think that they're even hungrier um, to to come back and go further than we did last year. But it, it's a daily process for us, um, just getting better each day, not focusing on the long-term goals. Those things will take care of itself. But just focusing on the present and how do I get better each and every day. One spot people are definitely going to have eyes on is your quarterback position, Bronson Barron in the transfer portal this last offseason. But I know you have some guys that have been in the program returning. So I'll just break that one down for us. What do you think of just what you got coming back at quarterback? Love where our quarterback room is. Uh, you know, obviously getting Kylan Weiser back was, was a, a huge uh, get for us uh, once he came into the portal and then came back. Um, having him come back and, and just being that stable veteran, um, I thought he's had a great spring so far. Um, behind him, obviously, Craig Cooper started games, and then uh, we have two young guys, and, and Brian Harp and, and Jacob Hollenhouse, who has done a great job. And then Richie Munoz uh, for, from California and Dylan Gutierrez, uh, obviously coming in here in the summertime as freshmen, but we're really excited about them and what they can provide um, in the present and the future. You mentioned just how competitive this uh, league is, and it's been fascinating to watch it uh, grow. This will be our, uh, I think, 18th football season covering the Big Sky Conference, and uh, certainly uh, some some perennial powers, but also so many different programs that have gotten a seat at the table in terms of national relevance. So what do you think of just the, the lay of the land in the conference? Was there anything last year in, in your first year in the Big Sky that surprised you? Uh, not surprised me. I, I've been I've known the Big Sky um, for quite some time. Had, had obviously coaches that have coached out here that I'm close with my old offensive coordinator in, in college was Ian Shoemaker, who was obviously at Eastern Washington, and then a couple other guys that had played in the Big Sky that I coached with, so I knew the, the obviously pedigree, but you know, witnessing for the first time, you know, it, it, it's, I mean, it's well-coached teams, day in and day, or week in and week out, that you got to be prepared or you're going to get beat, so um, like I said, it, it's the best conference in America, in my personal opinion, um, top down, and obviously, uh, it makes it fun as a coach to compete week in and week out and not have uh, any any easy games. Mickey Mental, new head coach for the Weaver State Wildcats here uh, on the Big Sky Spotlight. Uh, last thing for you, Coach, what is the goals between now and, and your first game of the season? What do you hope to get done here? Uh, and what are the, the top priorities uh, headed into the 2023 campaign? Uh, I think it's just, you know, expanding our culture, providing leadership from our players. Um, but more importantly, just taking it day by day, like I said uh, earlier, uh, I think if we take that approach, uh, you know, We'll, we'll definitely get better if obviously our standard has to get reset each and every day and we're trying to exceed that standard but stay healthy and then obviously build on what we what we accomplished last year but obviously this is a new team and uh, you know new leadership 
Um, you'll get some new leaders that, you know, you didn't think you had the year before. So very excited about that and the trajectory of this team. Well, we appreciate it. We very much look forward to meeting you this summer at the uh, the Big Sky meetings there in Spokane. But best of luck with everything uh, between now and then. And uh, we can't wait for football already. But thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, y'all. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Last but not least, let's talk about Sacramento State. Sacramento State is the three-time defending Big Sky Conference champions. They've gone 23-1 and over the last three seasons in Big Sky Conference play. All of that under the direction of Troy Taylor. He is now, oh, by the way, the head coach at Stanford. Pretty good jump. Uh, one of the great jumps ever by a Big Sky coach to the FBS level. We'll see if he can sort of buck the trend of Big Sky coaches going to the FBS and not having a ton of success. I, I must admit, Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, I, I do have a hard time a little bit analyzing what I think of Andy Thompson as the head coach at Sac State because Andy Thompson's a guy I we, we know so well. He's been so good to me. Our careers, there's only a couple guys where our careers have sort of aligned in our time with the Big Sky. But I, I remember when, you know, when I first started covering the Big Sky in 2006, that was Andy Thompson's first year coaching at, at Northern Arizona. And, you know, you got to former Montana linebacker, coaching for Jerome Sowers down at NAU. There's tons of connections down at NAU, including that Coach Sowers was at Montana you know, for, for a decade plus. And so there's all this crossover. It's, it's low-hanging fruit, but it's just easy stories when you're a sports writer, and all of a sudden you get to talking to some, a guy. And then Annie Thompson's done such a phenomenal job of rising through the ranks. All of a sudden he's the defensive coordinator there at NAU. And, you know, the story's always going to be there. Again, I know it's low-hanging fruit, but it's also just a fun story to tell. The kid who played at Montana coming back to Montana as the coordinator at NAU. He's coaching under the guy who was the defensive coordinator for the Grizz during their national championship season in 1995 and now is the head coach there in Flagstaff. So my career has paralleled Andy Thompson's career. We, we have talked so many times that we know how each other operates. And so every time I ever talk to him, it's a great conversation because we know each other. It's, it's not a stranger. I've interviewed this guy dozens and dozens of times and written about him many times and and so you know just this is a human i'm rooting for andy thompson he's a great guy he's a great person he's always been so good to us he's given me so much of his time and uh, so so i i personally i want all these guys to do well but i i personally want andy thompson to do really well so i have a hard time uh analyzing what he's going to become there at sac state that said, he is uh, such a tried-and-true commodity in the big sky, and uh, he's had success wherever he's gone, and he's gotten a lot. He's even gotten more successful and even better at his craft over these last three years since landing in Sacramento. So um, I think he inherits a program that has a lot of momentum. I think they have a great athletic director there at Sac State who's done a great job revamping their, their sports programs across the board. Uh, 
But on the other hand, Troy Taylor is the mad scientist who came in and disrupted the league like pretty much no head coach ever has before. He is one of the great outliers in Big Sky Conference history. So uh, it's big shoes to fill for Andy Thompson as well. Yeah, I think you hit it dead right on in those last couple sentences there. I think their biggest advantage is the momentum that's going around the athletic department. I mean, the women's basketball team winning the Big Sky Conference, making it to the NCAA tournament with a, with a great team, and it seems like uh, they're keeping that momentum going new higher on the men's basketball coaching side. But I think the biggest disadvantage is also exactly what you pinpointed. And to take it a step further, I laid out my reasons for why I didn't think Weber State is going to lose their identity on defense, and it comes back to Grant Duff coming back as the defensive coordinator and also just some of the guys that they have coming back. I don't think that they, I think they have enough coming back that they didn't lose their identity there. I think with Troy Taylor leaving, and then also both quarterbacks leaving, Cameron Scadaboo leaving, I think that the what made Sacramento State Sacramento State the last three years is gone. It's, it's been carved away, right? Um, I just think they've lost too much. On offense, that they're going to have to they're going to have to figure out something new there in a way that I'm not sure that Weber State will have to do on defense. Just to make that comparison, short term big question marks for Andy Thompson and Sacramento State. Long term, I do think that he'll be able to build a successful program because it already is a successful program with some momentum. But also, I think the strategy of Troy Taylor where you put up a fence around your area and you keep the best kids or as many as the, of the good kids as you can in the Sacramento Central Valley area at home, I think it's an effective one. I think if you can get the Cameron Scadaboos of the world to come to your school, you have really good players and that's going to help you progress. Um, so I think long term, there is sort of a strategy in place that Andy Thompson can add his own nuance to. Uh, short term, it, it is going to be a challenge for them to sort of do what they've done the last three years because they've just been so surgical offensively, and I just don't know if you can do that without the mastermind behind it. That's again where I disagree with you, though, because I think for Sac State, it's all so tenuous. I think if you lose the short term, there might not be a long term there. I think you might end up going back to what you were before Troy Taylor got here. I mean, it's only been three years, and this is a program that's only really broken through last year. I mean, last year is when they really started setting the attendance records. You started seeing a lot more people coming out to Sac State football games. I mean, they only won a playoff game last year. If they struggle in the short term here, I think that takes away a lot of the potential for their long term, even if Andy Thompson does manage to figure it out because, I mean, three years is just a it's just a blip, and especially if you only have one playoff win... During those three years, I mean, three back-to-back-to-back Big Sky Conference championships is tough to argue against, but at the same time, that's not that long, right? I feel like the short term is very important for Sacramento State. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank. Our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. It's interesting because I've talked with uh, several veterans around the Big Sky Conference about this because I thought Sac State was knocking on the door for the last couple years under Marshall Spurbeck before they hired Troy Taylor. 
you look at the 2010 Sac State team, that was my first year back in Montana covering the Big Sky. I'll never forget that two-game stretch where Sac State lost on a last-second field goal to Montana in Missoula. And then the following week, they played Montana State in Sacramento, and they lost a barn burner 64-61, one of the craziest games I have ever seen. I thought multiple guys from Montana State were going to die because it was so hot down there. Like, they were passing out. They were, you know... They, they couldn't handle it, but the Sac State team couldn't quite get over the top, so they lose by three to the Cats and the Grizz back-to-back weeks. And then they lose by three to Eastern Washington two weeks later. That team was 6-5 and five with a 5-3 and three Big Sky record, and they were nine points away from going undefeated. Their three Big Sky losses were two uh, the three best teams in the league that year. You know, Then you look at the, the uh, 2013 uh, version of Sacramento State. Like, that's the year that they had the the classic against Montana State. Two years after that 2010 season, they went six and five. They were four and four, uh, and then two years after that in 2014, that's when Garrett Saffron was a senior, and they were also knocking on the door. They were a six or seven win team under Jody Sears. They were a 59-56 loss to Montana State in Sacramento, probably away from being on the playoff bubble at the least, if not into the playoffs. That cat team. Went eight and four and made the playoffs. So, you know, you swing that result, and all of a sudden, sacks the eight win teams. Cats are a seven win team. Maybe the playoff picture looks different. Anyways, I just thought Sack's been knocking on the door for a little while. Troy Taylor got him over the top because of three reasons. I think, I think first of all, Troy Taylor just knows how to win. I think he's a phenomenal offensive mind. And uh, I think they, they sort of just revamped their, their operation in that area. But your point is a good one. You've, ne- you've never had true momentum. You've been knocking on the door, but you never had true momentum as a program, and you don't know if, you can be, if you're going to be able to get it back if you lose it. That's a great point. Yeah, and I think full credit to you for identifying that Sac State sure. was knocking on the door in those seasons. I don't think – I mean, you're the Big Sky Conference guy. You're the one who would actually notice, like, oh, man, Sac State was a couple points away here from being undefeated in the playoffs – I don't think that's really relevant for like their fan base, right? This is not the Montana Grizzlies we're talking about. No. That's the part that's funny, though, is the reason I know that is because of my proximity of bias and attachment to Montana, Montana State, and Eastern Washington. Those were the three teams we were covering when I was at the Chronicle, and then also when I was first at uh, you know doing Bobcat Beat and then Skyline Sports. Those are the three teams we're covering, but then by proximity we're covering Sac State. And when Sac State's given the Montana schools a run, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. During the Skyline Sports era, several of the most memorable players we've ever covered, whether it's Garrett Saffron, the quarterback there at Sac State, DeAndre Carter, he's still in the NFL. He's catching balls from Justin Herbert. He's playing for the uh, San Diego, or the, now the Los Angeles Chargers. Darnell Sankey, one of the best linebackers in the league uh, during that time. If you've been watching, he has been tearing it up for the Arlington Renegades in the XFL. I mean, he, he's been on multiple post-game interviews you know, on, on network TV. Uh, they've had a lot of really good players there at Sac State, and uh, I, I think that's what's so interesting to me in the Big Sky. We always talk about what makes a great program, what makes a great team. Talent, logistics, plan, culture, all that sort of stuff. Uh, is is certainly, it all goes into it. Sac State's had talent for a long time. Here's Andy Thompson, the head coach of the Sacramento State Hornets. 
Well, it's time now for our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Any sort of criminal defense, personal injury, you're in some sort of a legal bind, you want to call Maldonado Law. You can find everything that they can do for you at BigSkyDefender.com, and they bring us the Big Sky Spotlight each week. We've put a high priority on the Big Sky Spotlight here the last couple weeks on making the rounds and catching up with some of the new head coaches in Big Sky Conference football as most programs around the Big Sky are either in the midst of or wrapping up spring football. And uh, now we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a good friend of the show, a guy who has joined us many times in a variety of different roles, but now the new head coach for the Sacramento State Hornets. It's Andy Thompson. Coach Thompson, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? Good. Been busy. Um, we got four practices this week to finish out spring ball and and then recruiting and and then I've got three boys that are on three different baseball teams so I'm either wow. coaching football or watching little league baseball so it's an it's an exciting time it's it's been fun well no rest for the weary to be sure let's start with spring football then it's interesting the different times uh, that various programs around the big sky start but so you guys are just getting close to wrapping up here is that my understanding Yes, yes, we're in our, our our third week, fourth week here. I think uh, practice eleven today, and um, we'll go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week, and then we'll finish next Tuesday for kind of a non-padded one. So, yeah, it's been a good four weeks, and I feel like we've got a lot of guys in the program, so we've got a chance to get a lot of reps, and it's been awesome uh, seeing the development of a lot of the younger guys that are in your program that are. Uh, a year older and, you know, a year getting stronger in the weight room. So it's been fun. What sort of things have, have you tried to implement uh, to maybe put your brand on the program? Or how has it been just transitioning to a head coach? Because you coach in this league forever, but first time as a head coach. So how's that transition been like for you? Uh, an adjustment, a big adjustment. I'm still, um, you know, calling the defense and being defense coordinator. And then obviously – um, head coaching responsibilities, getting to know all the players on the entire team. I knew most of them. Um, the great thing is we've got a great staff, um, a lot of guys that have been here. Um, Coach Frescas and Coach Richardson were here, and, and Coach LaPan. They're all offensive coaches. We hired um, a receiver coach and a running back coach that have come in, done a great job, Coach Prince and Coach Pumphrey. Um, so it's just, you know, it's been getting to everybody on the same page um, and, and – trying not to change too many things. We've done a lot of great things in this program, um, and we want to continue all the things we were doing well. And every year um, there's kind of strengths and weaknesses that you learn about your team and, um, you know, practice format or or what you need. So every year is a little bit different in college football because you always graduate some guys. And that's what we've been looking at and working on is, you know, what are the strengths of our team? And if there's weaknesses, you know, what can we improve? Andy Thompson. Sacramento State head coach joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave Maldonado and his team can help you. Sac State over the last three seasons, that's including the uh, the no season in 2020. So from 2019 to 2022, 30-8 overall, 23-1 and in Big Sky Conference play. It's been an unprecedented run in terms of Sacramento State's football history, but also one of the great uh, three-year runs that we've seen in the Big Sky period, especially in the modern era, given how much parity there's been in the league. So, Coach, how do you sort of maintain that, capitalize on the momentum of that, and also then transition uh, to yourself as the leader of a program that has been so successful over the last several years? 
I think we're just trying to do it day to day. I think, um, you know, we want to make sure that there's no entitlement. We know that there's nobody that's going to just hand us anything. It's a new year. And so you got to go back to work and you got to build great habits and you've got to get, you know, the, the guys all uh, going in the same direction. Um, a lot of that goes in the weight room and a new strength coach, Nathan Morris, um, came to us and has been really doing a good job of working with the guys for the first eight weeks of the semester. And then we got into to more football um, during spring ball. And then um, obviously we'll, we'll get, take finals here in early May and then those guys will go and get a couple weeks and then we'll start our summer program. So really working on the day-to-day um, work ethic of the team and every, making sure everybody's got a great attitude and we're working hard and, um, you know, we're, we're serving our school and each other and knowing that's not just about one guy on the team. We got to have great depth. And so um, that's something that, again, getting reps in practice and, and getting bigger and stronger and making sure our nutrition's great. There's, there's something every day that you can work on. Um, but we try to work on the day-to-day or try to lean more on the day-to-day process than looking at, you know, overall goals um, in our program. Um, well, that's, that's kind of been our, our secret and um, we're trying to try to do that again. You yourself made a name for yourself as a defensive coach, namely the defensive coordinator at Northern Arizona for about 10 seasons and then at Sac State for the last three. Taking over for an offensive guy in Troy Taylor, who's now the head coach at Stanford. So how does that transition work, and uh, how, how do you sort of hope to – to be on both sides of the ball. Now, I know it's funny. You think back way back in the day, I think you came to Montana originally as a quarterback for, for your playing days. So yeah. uh, how do you sort of see the lens through a holistic view now, um, now that you're a head coach? Uh, great question. Yeah, I was lucky. I actually coached my first two years at Northern Arizona as a running back coach. Uh, I did get a chance to play quarterback. Um, I always tell people I was so good at quarterback, they moved me to linebacker. So <laughs> it was a short stint, short stint there. But, um, no, I've, I've been exposed to both sides of the ball, and I've actually worked um, special teams, and, and so that's a huge part of the game. So I think the biggest thing you do try to do as a head coach is you try to hire really good people. And the great thing is, is we had coaches that um, are familiar with our offense. Coach Freskis would be calling the offense. And um, I think one of the worst things I could do is, you know, be over there giving him 9 million suggestions. He knows he knows what to do. He knows how um, great offenses work. and. And so I've been trying to give him um, freedom. And and same thing with Coach Richardson, coaching the O-line. Those guys know what to do and how to do it, and they've been a big part of of the success we've had here on offense. Um, It'd be a little different if we completely changed everybody. Um, So I'm I'm lucky to have a lot of carryover. Um, On defense, you know, Craig Polson's here. I I played for him. He's a mainstay. He helps a lot on defense. Cherokee Valerie has been here. He's been in the conference for a lot of years. And then we hired two really good assistants, on defense also coach Cooper and, and coach Slowey that have good experience. Um, and so I think that the main role as a head coach is to try to hire really good people and let them do their job and support them and support the players in every you know facet of it. So I, I hope um, when you watch us this next year, we won't, we won't be looking too much different. You know, I'm sure there'll be a few things because there's going to be a few new players and those styles are always a little different, but got to hire really good people. From a logistics standpoint, will you keep calling the defense? Yes, I am going to do that. Yeah, right now for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw Coach Taylor do that and got a up close and personal view on how he did it and how he managed it. And and I've been doing that this spring, and it's been a lot of fun. I enjoy coaching. I really do. I enjoy the uh, all parts of it. Um, 
and uh, feel like that's a that's a huge part of of um, my happiness is getting a chance to work with those guys on on the defensive side of the ball and, and the offense and playing in practice and doing all those things as a head coach you can still do you just gotta try to be great with your time management and I'm learning that I'm I'm sure I'm making some mistakes along the way I'm definitely not not perfect but uh yeah I'm still definitely going to be calling the defense and that's again with a lot of great help from the assistants so when we say call the defense that's there's a lot of preparation that goes into all that with the whole staff um but yeah I will be I'll be still doing that Andy Thompson joining us here on Nuanas Now. He is the new head coach at Sacramento State, but a guy who's been around the big sky for nearly 20 years as a coach and uh, more than 20 years between his time as a player at the University of Montana uh, and then the last two decades plus as a coach here in the Big Sky Conference. One guy I find fascinating on your staff, and I, I actually first learned about this guy when I was living out in Washington, and I had uh, season tickets to the Washington Huskies and Jake Browning was just about to come out of Folsom High School, and I'm reading Jake Browning's recruiting profile, and this guy threw like 90 touchdowns his senior year of high school. I'm sitting here thinking, this has to be a typo. No, it's not. And uh, that was at Folsom High School, where both Troy Taylor, who's now at Stanford, and then Chris Richardson, who you just mentioned is your offensive line coach, were both at. And uh, Coach Richardson had such an unbelievable run at Folsom High School. I think he lost something like 20 games in 14 years as the head coach. So, uh, unbelievable run. What do you like about what he brings to your staff, and, and how much does that play into sort of your guys' offensive philosophies, having a guy that has been such a prolific offensive coach in the past, but also uh, an, an ace when it comes to mentoring offensive linemen? It's, it's, yeah, it's very valuable. Um, you're, you know, your your line coaches have so such a big group. So Chris, you know, he coaches 18 guys, um, you know, and five of them are out there every single play on offense. So um, he he just does a great job of not only developing them but setting the standard of 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 how they they have to practice to be great. And um, you know he had a great career before he got here. Um, and he you know he worked with Coach Frescas there, who's who's also our quarterback coach. He was at Folsom, and they worked together um, before or while Troy was there, and then afterwards. So um, they've got uh, great continuity. They know each other really well, and Chris has been valuable. Um, you know, as as a first year head coach for myself, he, he did he was a head coach for a long time, so just giving me some wisdom on things and and he's a great guy and great person. And um so very lucky to have him on our staff. Our Big Sky Spotlight presented by Maldonado Law. Visit Big Sky dot com. Uh, just breaking down your roster for us a little bit. I mean, how do you expect uh, the sort of the identity of this team to evolve? Where do you have maybe the best, uh, or I guess the, the the most veteran returners coming back? And how do you hope uh, sort of the roster evolves here as you guys get close to the end of spring ball and then head into the off season? I think um, you know, starting on offense, we got four um, linemen back that have played a lot of football, especially our center and guard um, tackle. I think Trey. Uh, I mean, Troy Stiefel has been here. I think he's going to seventh year because um, he had a medical and he had a COVID and he had a redshirt year. So that's kind of where we're at in college football is you have some really veteran guys um, in your program. And I think the offensive line's got a lot of returners coming back. Obviously, our tight end, Marshall Martin, most people know. he's. I think he's been a three-time All-American. And he's he's looking great in spring, catching the football, and we're really lucky to have him. Um, and he's he's – She'd have a great senior year. And then at tailback, uh, Marcus Fulcher, um, uh, I think he was honorable mention all-conference, but very 
um, versatile back that can catch the ball and run it. I'm excited about him. And then we got all the receivers that, are, that have been back that have played a bunch of balls. Some of those guys started as true freshmen. Um, and uh, Devin Gandy will be a huge one back. He didn't come back until the playoffs last year. We missed him all last year with a knee injury. And he's back, and he's really a fast, um, great receiver. And so uh, there are some guys that we lost. Obviously, the two quarterbacks were great players. Pierre Williams was a great player. Um, Scadaboo was a good player. But we feel like there's a lot of guys in the program that have done a lot of things on offense that uh, you know we can hopefully keep it rolling. And then on defense, um, Armand Bailey's back in the middle. He's here for his sixth year. Um, and, and Brock's back. So we got veteran uh, linebackers back in our whole front defensive line. Is A lot of those guys are back with Jet Stanley and Hardeman and um, a whole group of defensive ends that have played quite a bit of ball. And the same thing in our safety positions. We didn't lose any of our safeties. Um, obviously, trying to replace Marte Mapu is probably the biggest um, thing. We're, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that with one guy. He was so good. I'm hoping he's going to get drafted here in a couple of weeks. Um, sort of sounded like it, but he, he played really well for us. We have to replace him at nickel. But, again, we've got three guys that are in the program right now that have played behind him. And then uh, Caleb Nelson at corner. So it's kind of a rundown. Um, special teams, you know, we do have to, to replace our, our, our place kicker who was really good. And we've got a couple guys battling that out right now. And then our punter's back. So I think that gives you a whole team. Gotta love it. I gotta circle back just to the quarterbacks for one quick minute because it's always a question mark. No matter what, it's always a, yeah. a high point of interest. But Asher O'Hara, such an awesome player last year, as was Jake Dunaway, and you guys did such a great job of making them sort of mesh as this two-headed monster at quarterback. But with both those guys gone, uh, where do you go? I know you brought in Carson Camp uh, from South Dakota, who's a guy that people from Montana saw uh, when South Dakota was yeah. in town uh, last year. And I know Kaden Bennett's still in the program as well, former transfer from Nevada. So uh, how are you feeling about your quarterback position? How do you hope that uh, position battle plays out? I know they're getting a lot of reps and they're getting better, and Coach Fresco's doing a good job with those guys. Like you mentioned, Carson Camp and Caden Bennett are kind of older guys that have played um, and, and are very um, athletic and have a great skill set, and it's been fun to watch them develop. And then we have two guys that are very uh, they're younger but are very athletic, um, Hale, uh, who comes from De La Salle. I think, you know, he's – Won a, won a bunch of games in high school. He was a three-year starter there. And then we have Carson Conklin, who's coming from Centennial, which is a big-time program. And he actually enrolled early. Um, so he's, you know, he should be going to his prom here, but he's going to play in our spring game on Saturday. So he's been really good um, so far and can throw the ball and makes, makes a lot of things happen when he's in there. So I think we've got four guys that are really competing hard. and It'll be a great competition. And, and we'll, uh, we'll put them – through a lot of reps and see where we're at. And I'm sure we're going to need, you know, you always need more than one. So feel really good about the depth and just how well those guys are working at it and how much they're around and, and competing and trying to make each other better. Andy Thompson, Sac State head coach here on our Big Sky Spotlight, presented by Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Last thing for you then, Coach, I know that uh, you mentioned you take it day by day, and that's been the key to success there at Sac State for the last handful of years. Uh, but have you had any opportunity or, or any thought on what the Big Sky Conference might be like? And, and just broadly, what have you thought of just kind of the way that the league has evolved uh, as a guy that's been around the league about as long as anybody? I think it's, you know, every year um, there's teams that emerge. Um, there's schools that, you know, put an emphasis on football. You just look at the facilities that are being built in the conference 
Um, you look at the coaches. Um, I think there's it's very, very good football. It's very competitive. And um, and then you've seen the success on the field from from a lot of different schools that have gotten in the playoffs. Obviously, Montana State um, making a run and the way they, they played in our league. We didn't get a chance to play them, but just watching them before. Um, Montana, again, coming into our game, I think was ranked second in the country, and they've, they've done really well every year. And then there's, you know, Weber State with with their transition. But, again, they've had players and they've been tough. And Idaho, same thing. Uh, they, they've done a great job and get going. So every year you kind of – there's different teams that come through. Um, so it's an exciting league to be a part of. I know it's a challenge every week to coach in. Um, a lot of the guys are really good. I know Coach Hawkins is just, you know, right here close to us and, you know, how much they're investing in football and what they're doing and then how good a program he's built there. So it's... it's. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.